We can't. We don't know if that's a telephoto lens or a, or a rocket launcher. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we discuss the Marvel shows on Disney streaming service. Oh, okay. Let's bring it on. We've got a couple of them, actually. Uh, We are also going to talk about how Black Mask, the character from Batman, uh, will be in Birds of Prey movie. Gotcha. And who that's going to be. It's probably going to get you excited uh, <laughs> we also had the first look at henry cavill as the witcher uh, okay. from netflix and more and we're bringing this all to you technically one hour earlier if you are <laughs> one of the participating states in the united states who there's like what two states states that don't do daylight savings time uh, i think what hawaii and alaska yeah i think indiana for a long time was a holdout yeah they did not until uh 2005 um yeah my first when i went to college they decided to throw it in there and i was like i have no idea what's going on yeah it's really weird since we both um grew up in that state uh it's really weird growing up in a state that doesn't participate in daylight savings time and then when it changed it was just crazy to see how people like lost their minds they like some people literally thought like their life was going to be upended by like time shifting and Mm -hmm. it's just like ah you guys haven't quite got the concept that time is relative (laughs) and it's not gonna rule or lord over your life i don't know it was just always funny seeing people like lose their minds like my dad who is not incredibly politically active you know he he goes with the flow he's really easygoing um there was gonna be some sort of like town hall meeting in our city where like the mayor was trying to like he was going to like have Indiana time zone, but then part of the town was going to be connected to Chicago time zone because yeah. a lot of people like commuted there. And he was just like so fed up with that. He wanted to go go there to make sure uh, his voice was heard. So, yeah, time chains can get crazy, well, man. Well, what That's was really something so simple like you guys like you grew up near Chicago. I grew up near Louisville. So mm-hmm. for part of the year across right across the river, like where you would go like to do anything mm-hmm. was the same time or one hour behind you it, like it, it, like it, nothing ever lined up together so you had to like oh are they an hour behind this this month or are they like on our time this month yeah and that throws everybody <laughs> off yeah we had family up in michigan and that was the same deal there was a plus though for growing up as a kid in a non-time changing place because as a kid you have a bedtime everybody knows that you gotta go to bed eventually so when the time would go back an hour all the tv shows would come on an hour earlier so i would get to watch stuff i normally would never get to watch and stuff would come on sooner too because the stuff on television in the middle of the day it's boring it's all like soap operas or game shows you know stuff that kids don't care about so depending on like you know how your area was programmed like once you got off the bus from school you might have to wait around for maybe some of your favorite shows to, to hop on but uh-uh everything came an hour earlier i was like this is great this is awesome so there was some bonuses for as a kid growing up in there yeah exactly and i i like the extra hour today and but i what i really love mike is we live in a time where we don't have to manually change our clocks <laughs> and so you don't have to worry like is my time right when you wake up because oh everything is already adapted for you I was such just a nerd last night. 
it was like 159 and I was just staring at my phone. I was like, oh, babe, this is going to be crazy. Watch. It's going to go from 159. And then I was like, wait, what's going to happen? What's it going to do? This is going to be crazy. And then it just goes back to one. I just felt so stupid for like thinking it was going to be you, exciting. You <laughs> sound like a Spice Girls song when two becomes one <laughs> oh because that's gosh. what happened last night, Mike. You're you're in the zeitgeist, Chris. I, but you know what? I've been playing <laughs> enough of this. I've been playing Spider Man. I'm I'm slowly trying to get it beaten, and I just had to bring it up because I just made the dumbest realization last night. So the one bad thing about Spider Man is it's not necessarily intuitive inside of the menus because there's a lot of stuff that you can do in this game, which is great once you get the swing of things, and especially like you mentioned, ah, I see what like. You did there. <laughs> Especially like you mentioned, like the new game plus, you know, when yeah. you can start the game over with all your stuff. So once you get once you get the the gist of it all, it's really fun, and you can kind of fine tune it, almost kind of like a, a really sophisticated RPG. Uh, I didn't realize until last night that I could upgrade my gadgets, and I'm like eighty percent of the way through the game, and I was like I wasn't really heavily using the gadgets much anyway. Uh, but I started to like really get my ass handed to me in a couple of rounds and matches, and I was just like, oh man, I should start using my webs a little bit, you know. So I was going through the, like the little web dial there, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I forgot like I had like this anti gravity thing. And then I went into the menu and I was like, why can't I still upgrade these things yet? All of these things have little locks on them. So like I went and I was like, oh, I'll go Google it. You know, someone else has to be having this problem. Everyone's just like, if you want to upgrade your gadgets, you just upgrade them. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? I'm missing something here. So what I didn't realize, like within the UI interface, you have like this row of like five things. And the more you move to the right, the progressively stronger your item gets. I didn't realize that I had to upgrade the one that I was sitting on. I thought it was already upgraded, which is why it was a different color. No, I had to hold down X on it. And then all of a sudden I had all of this stuff built up. You know, I had all these crime tokens, all these backpack tokens and everything. So I was able to like almost max out all of my gadgets just in like five minutes. It was actually kind of satisfying. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like... So like I got all these like new I got all these like new like ex, uh, expensive like gadgets. So so, so so you've essentially you've you've you're like you're playing a brand new game now with all these advances. Because oh yeah, and the gadgets are fun. Don't sleep on the gadgets. Like you might think like yo you can fine tune the the combat. You can do a lot of dodging and stuff, and you can get the job done. But the gadgets just kind of unlock this other like tactical side of like mm-hmm. web bombs and electricity and yeah it's fun it's, the, it's extra fun now those come into play uh in the dlc uh, the the uh, the heist dlc uh-huh. um what's what's her name screwball i believe is her name uh pops mm-hmm. up and she makes you use your gadgets in ways you probably haven't been using them in the game uh, it's okay. very interesting and it really opens your eyes to what you can do with them yeah because um, some of those gadgets are really Really cool. My favorite gadget, um, or I have two of them. One is the web blast. Um, it, like it automatically the, sticks people to a wall and knocks oh, them back. The, the impact web. Impact web, and then the other one is the um, grenade, the web grenade. Uh, oh yeah, the web bomb. Because if someone doesn't, if a group of enemies are like hanging around and they don't see you, if you land that right in the middle of them, they're all pretty much webbed up until you beat them, beat them up. So it's it's really fun. Yeah, I love the, I love that trip mine. That one's really fun. I love I love the stealth. I love it when I go into some sort of like raiding uh, uh, thing and I have to like it says oh like kill like five get five stealth kills. I'm like oh yeah, this is my jam. I love doing that because it kind of uh, it, it like kind of appeases the Metal Gear Solid part of my mind <laughs> uh, when it comes to it. But then I get really frustrated when I do one of those challenge tokens and it's a stealth mission but it's timed because then I just start freaking out. I was like no no no, I need lots of time to do stealth, so I have to like run through all of this and i'm just like doing all these web strikes when usually i would like tie them up in a perch so yeah sometimes those can get a little stressful 
It is. Have you have you, the before we, we we dropped this? Have you used your trip mine on an actual person yet, rather than a wall? Yeah, I did. That can okay. be fun because you'll come up to like two people and you'll be like, "Oh, they're not by a wall anywhere," and I don't want to like lure one away, so like I'll just, just hit it on his chest and then they get stuck together. They it's get great. stuck. It's it's the most satisfying thing in a like a weird way. You're like, "Oh, got them." Mm-hmm. They didn't see that coming. So I hit I hit my first uh, fifty hit combo. Oh. Um, which uh, you can facilitate higher combos with, like, there's a skill that you can attach to one of the suits that will, like, not reset the, the combo meter uh, if you get hit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even get around to turning that on because I didn't think I would be able to uh, get the 50-hit combo in this mission anyway. But then, like, these fools just kept coming, and I kept dodging, and I unlocked the... Um, the ability to do the second like takedown right after you do the first one. Yeah. So that really helped. And then, yeah, it was great. It's been fun. So I know I'm close to the end. So now that I know I'm close, I'm just going through and trying to like complete everything on the map before I kind of push forward with the rest of the story. But yeah, it's been great looking forward to possibly getting the DLC soon because I don't, I don't think I'm going to be a a red dead redemption guy, like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll wait for like, game of the year edition in like a year or something like well, that i what i uh i don't think they'll do that i think because grand theft out of five never did that they, mm-hmm. they they just released it all online like the online portions all free uh but what i did notice about red dead they there's a, a hint that it may have vr features uh oh. later added later which would be really cool and would kind of make me want to get it but uh well, I'm, cool. I'm in the same boat i've been playing a lot of Fortnite. they just had a big in-game event today so if you're in the game at one o'clock, like you got to see this huge spectacular thing play out with a cutscene. It was really fun. So no, I I'm just I had no idea they were even doing like storied cutscenes on that game. Yeah, there's a single player and the multiplayer and the multiplayer. Um, yeah, they do that. It's really fun. So um, a lot of video games this weekend, Mike. I I agree with you. Been playing quite a bit of that. Uh, and then I also last night with my uh, in-laws and some other people, we played. Um, the Cyanide and Happiness card game, a uh, joking oh, hazard. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's really fun. If you, but like you, it's worse than Cards Against Humanity by a long shot. <laughs> so uh, you gotta have the right people for it. P- props to the Explosive team that makes Cyanide and Happiness because I'm just so tired of all of these just Cards Against Humanity clones that it's like they're not even trying to be um, coy about it. It's just the exact same games that they're ripping off, just with like a different clever name or maybe a slightly different kind of like angle on the game. At mm-hmm. least with like Joking Hazard, like not only is it like drawn where you can actually like see the cards um but like it, there's three cards involved right because you're trying yeah. to make the best you, three panel comic right right you flip over the first one the judge plays the second panel and everybody else plays the third panel um, yeah the, and, or slash punchline yeah and i think what's really great about it is that game kind of technically already existed before they made it because they have a random comic generator on their website, which I think is great. I tried to make mm. one of my own one time. I tried to figure out how the code worked, but I just couldn't quite figure it out because it's not just like pulling together three different images. It like stitches it in the one so you can like share it as actually a comic that was made. And it's always bizarre because they just have the setup and punchlines kind of fit perfectly like a card game. So yeah, good for Explosum for actually making a card game that's just not totally ripping off Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, yeah, which was also ripping off of apples to apples or whatever it was. <laughs> so they're all the same anymore. But we're not here to talk about games. And we're anyway. not. Nope. Actually, surprise, surprise. We're going to talk about superhero movies and TV oh. shows. And the first one we're going to talk about is Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, probably 
I would call this one of the DC underdogs because um, I keep forgetting like of all the movies getting made that this one is in fact being made right now. Well, you're just protecting yourself from just uh, shame and doubt because uh, we get a lot of announcements for these movies and then and they never follow through. Exactly. But this time, uh, other than having Margot Robbie, uh, was it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? And I forget who the third person was cast. They've added Ewan McGregor as Black Mask the villain from, oh, from the Batman series. Ewan McGregor. This is what happened, Disney. When you when you slip up and you don't lock down these actors, DC is just going to start pulling that talent over. Um, man, Ewan McGregor, this thing is like all funny because we were, you know, like a year or two ago, we were talking about the idea of, you know, Ewan McGregor possibly coming back and reprising his role as Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of both felt the same way. We're just like, ah, oh, we don't know how we feel about the Star Wars stories anymore. I guess if it has to happen, that might be a good casting. I was like, you know, this could go well. Then all of a sudden, like this all the sentiment of Ewan McGregor started like boiling and conjuring in the slow cooker of the Internet. Then all of a sudden people were like felt like they were marching down the streets demanding you and McGregor do this Obi-Wan movie. And it's just like, guys, the ship may have set sail after Solo. So maybe this is going to be the best way you get you and McGregor back to Comic-Con is yeah. through uh, uh, Birds of Prey. Or, or maybe something on the Disney streaming service. Um, mm-hmm. they, they tend to be slapping a lot of stuff at that thing right now. So you never know what could come out of there that's lower budget than a movie. That's um, true. Just because he's working at Disney doesn't mean he can't work at DC and go back and forth. It's, it's, it's true. Um, so are you familiar with the character Black Mask at all uh, from, he's, from Batman? He, I, if I remember right from my limited knowledge of the character, he's kind of like a, a mob boss, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he, he's like a supervillain, uh, like a, a crime lord, I would say. Yeah. So, but, like, he has a fixation with masks and, like, the black mask. He looks like, a, essentially, if the Red Skull was thrown on the grill for a little too long, <laughs> uh, he comes out <laughs> looking like the black mask. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. A little, a little charred. Yeah, so, um, and, and you, if you even go to the wiki page, like you're going to like, oh, that's the Red Skull, but it, it's a palette swap color. So, um, yeah. But he, I don't think he has any actual superpowers. Uh, he just, you know, uh, does like torture and intimidation. He's like very tactical marksman, like with guns and stuff like that. But uh, maybe, I think maybe one of his masks gave him some mind control powers. I think so. Um, but uh, did you ever see Under the Red Hood, the animated movie? Uh, y- yes, I did. Okay, he wasn't he wasn't he like the main villain in that? I believe. Yeah, yeah, and it was a weird it was a weird introduction if you weren't familiar with those two characters because you got like a guy named Black Mask and then you got also somebody under a red hood. I think at one point when I was watching that movie, I was really confused at some point when they're if they were talking about the same person or not. Yeah, a lot, a lot of colors and masks going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so he will, you McGregor will be taking uh, this character and and being the villain in Birds of Prey. Have we ever seen you McGregor as a villain um, that you can think of? That I, can um, I, think of? I mean, I don't, of course, I don't he was know. wrong in Star Wars. You know, we all know Anakin <laughs> was correct, but. <laughs> I heard uh, I was at an event earlier this morning doing like a, a charity walk and there was, you know, some kids running around roughhousing those little brats. And uh, I, I they were like fighting with these like kind of like inflatable, like promotional items. I don't know what they were exactly, but they were using them as impromptu uh, like uh, uh, swords. 
And I heard one of them say, like, uh, you're done, Anakin. I have the high ground. And I was like, are those – is this references really for 12-year-olds now, like the prequels? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that at least – I mean, that's a meme now, so I'll take it. I mean, as long as they're <laughs> – Yeah, they might just be really hip on Reddit and be up all up in those prequel memes subreddit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you have the Star Wars prequel meme subreddit. Um, also, with that Kathy Yan, who is the director, I don't – I don't know her by by name alone uh, has confirmed that this movie will in fact be going for the r rating uh for finally <laughs> give me so. something that starts as r with the intention to be r yeah uh so i i think um we'll get to see some some crazy stuff in here and its release date is in fact february 7th of 2020 so um this will be uh this will be out before Wonder this Woman is, 2, right? I mean, this is a strike uh, at the... I feel like they're slowly working their way back into January. Like, all the February movies we've seen before have been in the second half of February, you know, usually starting around Valentine's Day. This is a week before that. So who knows what's going to happen in, like, in, in like five years. Like, there, we could finally get our first, like, blockbuster movie that could be good in January. We might be reinventing January before we know it, Chris. Uh, we can only hope so. Uh, and just uh, just just for a point of reference, so we know, uh, Red Skull first appeared in 1941, and Black Mask, who looks very similar, <laughs> didn't show up until 85. So we could uh, put this into uh, DC, maybe going back to the uh, catalog of Marvel and trying to make a new character. Yeah, because I don't think Captain America was big in the the 80s. Uh... Nor, nor was Red Skull. Nazis, the, the fear of Nazis had, had done gone to the wayside back then. Uh, but now it's back. Um, anyway, uh, Birds of Prey will be February 7th before Wonder Woman uh, 84. And that's June of that year. So this is kind of interesting, uh, knowing that Wonder Woman 84 is very much in the production, maybe closer to being done, and Birds of Prey hasn't started yet. So uh, we may be seeing some quicker turns around on these uh, DC movies, which is kind of about what Marvel does. They They tend to take about a year to get it all said and done and, and out the door mm-hmm. um, but um yeah I, I think this is i think this is okay uh, in my book again we've talked about how we, we like the act some of the actors already cast and and this just kind of adds to that list for this movie so um chalk me up as cautiously optimistic mike i know i know what i just realized in one of the previous seasons of fargo uh the one with ewan mcgregor mary elizabeth Elizabeth Winstead was in that season as well. They like they shared scenes together. I didn't watch it, but I know that they were in it together. So who knows? Maybe there's like some producer crossover. I don't know. Maybe they go up to like Mary and be like, "Hey, who do you want the villain to be?" Hey, that Ewan guy was nice on that TV show I did. I know that's not what it is. But there's a <laughs> uh, connection there from small screen to big screen. Okay, I was gonna see if Kathy Yan had anything um, on that show as well, but no, she just got a lot of short films uh, under her belt. So. Um, yeah, cautiously optimistic. Uh, next up, the Elseworlds, the TV series uh, for the CW that's coming up, Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow crossover, um, mm-hmm. has wrapped filming, um, but they have confirmed that Tyler Hecklin will be playing two versions of Superman in the same scenes. Um, so we saw the black suit Superman last mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, and he's also in the red suit, the normal suit as well, but they're filming the scenes together. Like, he's got a stand-in um, for one when he's doing the other one. So, um, oh, it looks like man, we may I don't, be seeing... I don't know how they were able to find a stand-in of a, a white guy with the, with the black hair. That must have been difficult. Exactly. <laughs> but um, So, it looks like we may be seeing multiple versions of maybe some of the other heroes as well um, from different worlds. I think, didn't they do this with um, 
the the last crossover. The, the yeah, the, yeah, they kind of came from another Earth. Uh, yeah, they they really opened up like a Pandora's box over at the CW with really leaning into these other worlds, uh, which is kind of cool because one of the really hard parts about superhero continuity is always explaining something. When a new villain shows up or a new hero shows up, you kind of got to take the time, you got to take the pages and the script to figure out, well, well, why are they here? But if you kind of open up this can of worms of other universes, be like, I don't know, they just came from another planet. We don't have to describe it. Now go fight them. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> he's wearing black version of your clothes. He's obviously evil. We have to go get him. Like, that's. Mm. That's what it is. This is this is Smash Brothers rules. If they're a different color, <laughs> no, this is like really you'd go get them. <laughs> this is really what it feels like. I I actually, Chris, you're really pitching like a great video game here, like a, a Smash Brothers. I know they have like a fighting DC game. Would it be? Mm. It would be kind of cool if it was in the likeness of the CW shows. Oh, like uh, like they they took out all the their versions in the game and just put the skins in of the people who look like um, the the CW actors in there. Yeah. Be, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many villains. Like, I mean, Flash did like what a villain of of the week almost every week this first season at least. So, mm-hmm. um, that'd be pretty pretty cool. I think so. So, yeah, maybe you're on to something, Mike. Or maybe something. we're both on to something. Well, we're on something for sure. <laughs> uh, Teen Titans. Which version do you like better, Teen Titans Go or the old Teen Titans? Oh man, I've never. So I've never seen the TV show of Teen Titans Go, and I can't quite tell you how it would stack up to the movie, but Chris, I still think about that movie. <laughs> I watched it just weeks ago, but like sometimes I'm just like sitting at work and I'm just like, I should just watch Teen Titans Go. I should just put it down in the corner of my monitor and watch it again. And I'll, or I'll just be like working out and I'll be just be like, I should put Teen Titans Go on. It's such a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I don't think the TV show could possibly like live up to it in my head. So, um, but, but but that movie's pretty good. I, I, I can't answer your question, Chris. That's so, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, that's fine. So in this uh, new sneak peek, we are going to see the Teen Titans Go versions versus the regular original Teen Titans TV show versions. Um, I don't know if this is like a TV show or a movie or like a TV special is what I think it is. Um, I don't know how their animation styles will mix either because they're very obviously very different looks. And mm-hmm. now, are do you know if these voice actors are the same? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they that was kind of the one thing that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way when Teen Titans Go came out to begin with, because I think a lot of the audience base was just like, "Well, what are you doing? You you got like the almost the exact same voice actors back." All you have to do is just draw them a little differently and just write them how you used to write them, and we can keep the original Teen Titans series. Like, I think people were just frustrated, like, what's so hard here? Why can't you just do it? So, yeah, the, the voice acting is about the same. Um, yeah, it, yeah, looks, like, it yeah. looks like it is the same yeah. character. But I, yeah, but I, I am curious, yeah. Well, I think TV special does kind of maybe make sense, but who knows because Warner Brothers is always really on their um, animated uh, movies. But usually they're a lot darker, and this seems really light and fun and like kind of poppy. So I'm not really sure where this is going to go. What kind of worries me more than anything is like, is this kind of their backup plan if they couldn't get the original Teen Titans series back up off the ground? Because that after credit scene hinted that they were coming back. So is this the version how they're coming back? You know, I think a lot of people wanted to see the series in general return in full possibly on a streaming network or who knows but if this is actually what we get i don't know if that's gonna appease a lot of people that was hoping the whole show would return yeah so i i've just kind of been looking around here because i mean a lot of people are kind of like it sounds like they're in the same boat as us mm-hmm. like teen titans go versus teen titans is gonna launch in 2019 
but they don't know if it's a movie, a crossover episode, a direct to DVD, or a streaming service thing, like at all. Um, but it did come with the the go to the movies. Um, this premiere did this trailer came with that home release. So I I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. But um, I've never saw. I, you've seen the original one, right? That's from mm-hmm. two thousand three. I I've not watched that one at all. But um, knowing that they had the same. I mean, if you only have to pay the voice actors once to get two characters out of them, you know that's a. It's a pretty yeah. good deal in their, the, their part. Yeah, the thing was is I think if they had to bring back the original Teen Titan series, they would kind of have to the they would have to Harry Potter it a little bit, and by that I mean the audience that liked that original show are now older, so you mm. might have to bring them back with maybe tell a little bit more a mature tone, not necessarily saying like go adult with it, you know, because you got the live action series that's really doing that, but you know you just might have to know that your audience is a little older, they're old enough to pay for a streaming service if you're putting them on that service so yeah I don't, I don't know but uh cart i all of this stuff airs on cartoon network you know warner brothers has a deal with uh with them and cartoon network just recently did a pretty ambitious crossover episode it was only 15 minutes long though with the show OKKO, which is like a fighting show it's kind of reminiscent it feels kind of like a reminiscent of like a somebody making a cartoon with who loved dragon ball z growing up so it's kind of a fun show to watch it's the first season's on hulu but they recently did a crossover with some other really popular cartoon network shows where like some characters from steven universe came over i think raven from teen titans go was in it as well and i it must have gone really well i heard a lot of people talking about it just i guess within the realm of people that i follow on social media so who knows maybe i'm in like a little animation bubble but you know if cartoon networks open up to the idea of like doing these crossovers and teen titans is already on cartoon network and raven has crossed over yeah this could possibly just be a thing on cartoon network I would like to see, I would like to see an hour long thing. But like, you just made me realize like DC's really dumping all their money into Teen Titans or the <laughs> Titans name this year. Like mm-hmm. a live action show, go to the movies, go versus Teen Titans original. Like they're just like that's that's their cash cow right now. Mike. Yeah, like, young. Young Justice is basically Teen Titans. I mean, I know that it's not exactly the same characters, but you're talking about teenage heroes trying to live up to their predecessors. So, yeah, they there's a lot of a who would have thought young kids would want to imagine themselves as superheroes. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Justice League uh, is just not 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 pulling its weight anymore. So, um, very interesting. Daredevil, the TV show, I've still not yet to watch this, Mike. So please wow. don't chastise me. <laughs> but like this is one I will watch. I'm I'm not I'm not avoiding this out of spite. I just haven't had time to sit down and like because I want to pay attention to Daredevil because mm-hmm. I like the other one so much. Uh, but the actor Vincent D'Onofrio says that they're not canceling Daredevil despite everyone thinking that every Netflix show about Marvel characters is on the bubble uh, there at Netflix. Um, maybe um, would you? Uh, I did see someone do some artwork saying maybe a Kingpin TV show. Uh, like a solo TV show there, uh, kind of like they did with The Punisher. Would you watch that or no? No. Okay. no <laughs> I, I don't think I would. If I want to see Punisher stand alone, if I want to see him do something outside of Daredevil, I want to see him like fight Spider-Man. I want to see him do other stuff like that. The idea of him being on his own, we've already gotten a bunch of it. I mean, how many, how many scenes in the first season of Daredevil is just like a just long just conversations with Vincent D'Onofrio just like messing with some thug when he chatting. was a boy things <laughs> yeah, were exactly. different like or chatting up some lady in front of like a painting like i feel like we've already gotten a really nice range from D'Onofrio just by himself and it's great 
Uh, but I, I don't need 13 episodes or even 10 episodes of that. Uh-huh. Um, but whenever whenever you get around to watching this season of Daredevil, yeah, the, the being able to pay attention to it will be good. Uh, this season is, so far, I'm up to episode 6, so I'm slowly working my way through it. It's actually been kind of nice. I'm not purposely doing like a one episode a week thing, but it's nice not having the weight of uh, the weight of the show on me to get around to watching it. But it's a bit of a slower burn. They take almost an entire episode early on to develop um, a villain in the show to kind of flesh out a backstory. So there's no Daredevil in that episode at all, and that was fun. I, they had a really cool action set piece uh, within those first six episodes. I don't remember what it the number the hallways. was. Uh, it actually did. Um, uh, uh, like he he stumbles out into a hallway, and I like lean over to my wife, and I was like, "Don't these guys understand? You never want to be in a hallway with this man. It's not going to go well for you." And then it did not go well for them. So um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite memes. Is um, it's it, with Thanos with all the Infinity Stones win or versus Daredevil in a hallway? Like who's going <laughs> to win in that scenario? So yeah. yeah. It's um it's been a little difficult though because you know the out al- the social media algorithm is trying to put as much Daredevil stuff in front of me as possible. So when you take a while to watch the show, I- I've been a little spoiled um, of some reveals of some looks of people, uh, but it hasn't been too bad so far. I know that there's supposed to be a really awesome fight scene in a church. I don't know what episode it happens in. I would assume that would happen anyway. So that is apparently supposed to be high caliber choreography whenever that comes along. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I think you're thinking of the 2003 movie with Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't think this is in this at all. I think you've been had. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, I, yeah. Thought I, saw, I thought I saw Jennifer Garner in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, I want to see Daredevil. Uh, I'm not avoiding it. Um, I, I hope they I hope they don't cancel it, but if everything has to come to an end, at least, you know, we got three three seasons I've heard are really good on Daredevil. So, I mean, you know, that's the least you can ask for for a show right now um, mm. that has been out. It's been over 18 months since the last one. So, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home, um, due to some merchandising stuff going on, uh, it looks like Mysterio is going to get a comic-accurate costume. Now, we do not have a look at this except for a silhouette. <laughs> And as Bohemian Rhapsody is out in theaters right now, you can finally say that you see a little silhouette on a can. <laughs> Chris, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you came up with that or if you just. I just did it off the top else. of my head. Thank you. Oh but, my god! Wow, Chris, congratulations! Thank you. I love everything about this news right now because it encompasses so much of what I love about like a superhero news. Uh, <laughs> first of all, it's a reveal from a source that no one ever thought would leak. So it's not like Sony or in hand Kevin Feige is really ratcheting down on Dr. Pepper, making sure they're not putting silhouettes of characters on their can out there too early. And even if they could, there's nothing they could do about just the hundreds of people that work in the canning or bottling factory. It's just not something you can worry about. So I love how like we were going to see this no matter what. There's no way they can keep it from us, uh, which is great. Uh, I love that it's called Dark Berry. I would like to drink this. This is a, this is actually an item that I'm actually would look forward to trying. I love like novelty can, sodas. Can I, we include this why. in our Spider-Man review next <laughs> oh, summer? Yes, we should. We should. So I love that. And I also I love how cryptic it is. Like you don't actually see Mysterio on the can. You just see his silhouette. 
And just by the fact of like, oh, you know, he's got the iconic dome and they wouldn't put that on there if he doesn't get it in the movie. So I just love everything about this news. I love it when just the most odd things will reveal like what we've been wondering. Yeah. So I really like the blue Spider-Man logo on the back of the, like behind the Mysterio. Like it took me Uh a while to see that at first. Um, but of course Mysterio there, like the, the silhouettes, like final design to feature major movie character, Marvel studios. Like we know (laughs) who this is. Like there's no doubt in my mind what's going to happen here. Oh, wow. I actually didn't even, okay. I'm putting some stuff together here on this photo. Okay. So I didn't even realize that that text was there. I thought this was just the design of the can. Like, oh, no, they're actually going to put Mysterio on the can. Yes. So that's cool. I didn't even realize that. But then I'm starting to look at the reflections of the bottle to the left, and I see a lot of lights up in the ceiling. This looks like maybe some sort of, like, trade show or something like that because you can see, like, little cups in the background for samples. So uh, (laughs) that makes me think, oh, Dr. Pepper's like, yeah, we got this awesome flavor ready. Let's, uh, Let's silhouette out Mysterio so we can bring it to this, like, trade show. They just didn't think some nerd was gonna be there that would be so hyped to see the silhouette and take a picture oh man this is hilarious I love this, it. this is great like this is this is the kind of stuff we live for mike like you said yeah. and, and now <laughs> and now we have our second uh drink review to look forward to yeah. on, on the show yeah and i'm i'm interested to see what xx calories taste like not a finalized bottle design that's what it is i'm gonna look this up roman numerals xx <laughs> what is xx is that 20 yeah, uh, yeah, twenty. That that's too low calorie, man. I think calories. they just it's it's a it's a, it's a mystery. It's they diet. can't reveal it yet. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, in Marvel news, we've talked about the Disney streaming service at the top of the show, and now we've got some more information on some of the the stuff going on here. So we're going to talk first about the Scarlet Witch show that we've reported on before. Um, the news is uh, from Paul himself, Paul Bettany, who plays the Vision slash Jarvis will have a large role in the upcoming show on the Disney streaming service with the Scarlet Witch. So less on just, you know, Elizabeth Olsen as a uh, Scarlet Witch, but more about maybe them as a couple or something like that. Uh, this could cover the time in between Civil War and Infinity War because we know that was a long period of time. <laughs> we get to see how she slowly loses her accent. Uh, yep. Maybe she does some like language coaching with Vision since he knows everything. But yeah, I like the idea that Vision is involved because this kind of makes me think maybe they're a little inspired by that. What was it like a 2015 run? A vision where he's kind of like a normal uh, dad. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say that. There are uh, Scarlet Witch in the Vision books from like the eighties, like in nineties, like where they teamed up themselves, like when they were married, because she's mm-hmm. not a part of that family life in that uh, late two thousands book from from Tom King. So, man, as long as I get some more Vision in a sweater, that's all I'm looking for. I yeah. just want to see that robot walking around in a, in a in some tweed. I, I need his purple, maroonish, and green colors. While he's in the sweater, I don't want him in human form, like looking like a human in the sweater. He's got to be full of there. Paul Bettany, I don't want to see your goddamn skin, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put on the makeup, get in the character. Um, but also, according to Kevin Feige, that these um, these TV things are not for necessarily characters that don't deserve a movie, but maybe that benefit more from longer form narratives that need to be told outside of that two hour window. Mm-hmm. Um, so, other than Scarlet Witch, we also know Loki was one of them. We talked about possibly Nick Fury. Uh, but I think the biggest news this week, and, and probably some of the coolest news, I think, is that the Falcon Winter Soldier uh, are getting a team-up show on the Disney streaming service. Oh uh, yeah. And what's the very first thing I thought about when I heard that? 
was the hilarious um, will they, won't they odd couple situation <laughs> when they were in Civil War. In the car. Then they're they stuck in the back of the car or then they were fighting Tom Holland and they got webbed up together and they were weighing on the floor. Yeah, they have really good chemistry of just like the straight man and like the, the overly energetic guy. Um, yeah, I'm curious where exactly this is going to fall within the timeline because Scarlet Witch and Vision make sense to maybe fill in their relationship between um, those films. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, you know, what exactly are we, are we just going to get like maybe like a short season of them just going on a mission together when mm-hmm. uh, before all the boys split up? Um, is it going to be maybe a little bit of, uh, what do they call it? Was it? Not the Dark Avengers. What was the Avengers called where they go underground? Secret Avengers? Uh, so yeah, Secret Avengers. Maybe it'll be like a little bit of a Secret Avengers storyline when they get busted out of that um, the raft. I don't know. Or well, who knows well, well, how well, Bucky, the whole... Bucky was under ice that whole time. Oh, though. yeah, that's right. He was at Wakanda. Um, so man, the, I can't keep this timeline straight anymore. <laughs> there, there's, we don't know where it takes place, but I mean, both of these characters have always been rumored to take up the Captain America mantle. So uh-huh. maybe if if Captain America does not live beyond the Avengers four, oh, and they, maybe this could be them that, like man. trying to live up to that honor or that mantle uh, later on afterwards. Oh, I- I didn't even think about that. Yeah, maybe they're both trying to figure out who they are without a uh, cap around, and they could just have like literally a moment where they're both deciding who gets to pick up the shield when they're in a fight, and maybe they maybe they share it. Maybe they toss the shield around between the two of them and they fight. Um, I hope yeah. neither of them take it. I'm like, I bet they, like they both try it. Like, nope, we're gonna leave this here. We're gonna go make our own story. Yeah, kind of I think that I think that makes sense. Um, you know, I love Sebastian Stan. He is an amazing Winter Soldier. He's got a very specific type of charisma on the screen that I like. But I don't. I can't imagine him picking up the mantle of like America's Boy Scout. <laughs> and I, I can't really see Falcon doing that either. Um, so right. yeah, I, I think it's fine if it just goes unfilled. And who knows? I don't know what they're going to do with the with the mantle of Cap. I don't know if they'll fill him with another person, or maybe they'll just wait another decade and reboot the whole universe well, in some sort of cosmic event. If, <laughs> if they've got Captain Marvel, uh, I think she might fill that role pretty easily without having to, you know, have him there. Maybe. Yeah, I can um, almost imagine like a very sweet, uh, romantic shot at the end of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series where they both walk into a museum together and they both place the shield down so everybody can see it but nobody is actually going to get to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I could kind of see something symbolic like that happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going it's going to be I think it's going to be cool and uh, again my favorite scene is uh, one you know when they're in the cardio he's like, "Hey, can you move your ship?" And he's like, "No." No. <laughs> like, I just I just love that flat like no. Um but uh, this is the best news. I think this is probably the most farthest along in production because they've actually hired a writer, um, Malcolm Spellman, who is known for his work on the Empire TV show, to ah, okay. write this series. So this is technically the only show we have with a confirmed writer so far. So, I mean, this is this is probably, I, I think, of the four we talked about rumored, this is probably one of the most exciting ones. Yeah. And I'm glad they already have a writer because, like, yeah. yes, we're going to go right. ahead with this one. Here we go, Malcolm. This is my idea for you. It's free of charge. The only thing I want from you if you end up using it is just, I don't know, throw me a retweet. Uh, throw me a like. You know, I, send, you probably got a- more... <laughs> Send him a case of that Darkberry Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, you probably bought, you probably got more followers than me out there on social media if you're working on Marvel stuff. Um, 
This is what happens. Uh, once the uh, once the events of Infinity War are over, um, we, uh, Bucky and uh, Falcon, they finally utilize their GI scholarship and they go back to college. But what what happens? They get roomed up together in a dorm room together and it's just this wacky, like, it's this wacky comedy and they just don't know how they're going to live together in one space. You know, Falcon's wings keep popping out, knocking over Bucky's stuff, you know, while he's trying to polish up his new fancy arm from Wakanda. You know, they go to frat parties and people steal his arm rockets there because he said he would get that arm and that's a crazy that's a crazy episode that's going to be like episode four it's going to be everybody's favorite episode because they're waiting to see rocket so that's my idea malcolm send them to college they join a frat <laughs> see i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna pitch my idea which is gonna take mike's one step further okay when everything is reverted back revert them back to their child forms they're like <laughs> 10 to 12 years old with like what they know now and oh, they have it's like to, new. It's like the new game plus for each of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they have to deal with like going to school and being like ten and twelve year old, like around ten and twelve year olds the whole time. Uh, it's like when Paul. It's like when Paul Rudd was the little kid in Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, they have to they have to do this whole thing together and put on the show that they're infiltrate like they're in the school to to be there. So I All said right, go Malcolm, back a little farther. We want the exclusive interview and we want a set visit. That's right, and that Dr Pepper. <laughs> I want that yes. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> the Dr. Pepper. Uh, so Marvel uh. Studios, I got some news for you out of Marvel Studios as a whole. David Callahan, who is the writer of Wonder Woman 1984, has been mm-hmm. hired to write the script for a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Oh, all right. Um, and it's unannounced which title. He's also currently working on the Mortal Kombat reboot movie and mm-hmm. Zombieland 2. All right, he's getting work. He, yep, and uh, but my theories on what these two could be because right now we have a bunch of movies in in the works right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther two, um, Black Widow, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I think Eternals. All these already have writers attached to them, so there would be no reason unless it needs to be redone completely to hire this guy. So I'm going to say he's writing a new movie. Um, I think Scott Derrickson might take a stab at Doctor Strange 2, but he could be doing Doctor Strange 2, or maybe that Dark Avengers movie we talked about being rumored a, a couple weeks hmm. ago as well. Um, I, knowing, you know, I I don't know, uh, knowing, not having seen Wonder Woman 84 yet, um, or, you know, Mortal Kombat or Zombieland 2, I, I mean, he, he looks like he might have some ideas like to do Doctor Strange 2, but... Is there any other character that you like to see get a movie or maybe needs a sequel that you'd like to see him write? Because I, I just kind of went with the ones that did not have writers attached to him. Yeah, I don't know. What's the what's the what's the pitch for Dark Avengers? Like, what what are we getting out of a Dark Avengers movie that we haven't gotten out of another Avengers type film? Is it just going to be a different squad wearing like darker leather clothing? Like, what are we what are we going to get out of that movie? That's what I'm curious. Maybe he has a take on what he's going to put in there. I don't know. Um, so what I I mean so if I was to say Marvel likes to take titles from comic books and not follow them exactly, mm-hmm. if I was to say Dark Avengers, that might be more of their Secret Avengers uh, role rather than an anti-hero group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I would you know maybe see some some I don't even know like kind of like Cap's team his new Avengers team he had uh, at the start of Infinity War where they're just operating around the world. And not well, you, doing a whole lot. I mean, so. you know what? I mean, this guy, he's he's like a he's a big player if he's writing a Wonder Woman movie, especially Wonder Woman like 84, which is going to be the sequel to the very 
a very successful first one. So it could be possibly even bigger than that because they're about to unlock all of the Fox franchises. This dude, who knows? He could be developing like an X-Men movie or maybe they'll take a different approach than what the X-Men have done and take the normal classic Marvel approach and maybe they'll develop a Wolverine movie and then they'll develop like a, I don't know, a um, Jean Grey movie and then bring them together into the X-Men. Who knows? So yeah, there's a chance it could be one of those. But um, Doctor Strange could make sense if you really wanted to adhere to the structure of what he's written before and what he's writing right now. Now, um, they seem to be small groups of people or singular heroes. So maybe Doctor Strange 2 would make more sense Mm -hmm. because uh, he might run around with a couple guys, but it's not going to be a huge like team uh, of of franchise players. So maybe, yeah, maybe Doctor Strange 2 could make a little bit more sense because, you know, the X-Men, that's going to be a lot of characters to juggle around. And I don't know who they would have right now. If I may, he did write the first two Expendables movies. Uh, not mm. necessarily like he 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 wrote the first one with Sylvester Stallone. Maybe he does have a knack for writing groups of people together. Maybe that's why you know Stallone's like, hey, I, I got I got ideas. Help me work these out. <laughs> Are you? I'm not saying me? that that movie's great by any means, but like Are if you- he, he handled a, a group of. You know, '80s action stars. Are you telling me we can't just peg writers based on what they've done in the past, and they could literally write anything that they want? Exactly. We have to exactly <laughs> what they've done before. All right. <laughs> All right. Either way, I don't know. I'm gonna I want to follow this one, see what it brings to it. Also, in uh, sad news, um, November is the first month in 16 months where no new Marvel Cinematic content. Uh, TV episodes or movies is being released. Uh, that's why I feel like I'm withering away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have nothing this month to look forward to except for an Avengers four trailer, hopefully. Yes. But in terms of like Shield or, or Netflix shows or movies, yeah. nothing is happening right now. We would have Shield by now, wouldn't we? We would no. be like on like episode four or five by now. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably a little more. Probably closer to eight or nine. Um, but I mean, it's starting back with Spider-Man: Homecoming, we had something every month uh, since July 2017, and now we're just nothing. We're just gonna have to enjoy. We're just gonna have to enjoy Thanksgiving with our families and go out and vote, uh, exercise our civic duties, and mm-hmm. not enjoy any Marvel content. Well, new Marvel content. Now, <laughs> I'm not telling you. Can always go back and listen to old or watch old Marvel content. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I um. Uh, I watched Infinity War this week while I was working at home. Uh, it started in the afternoon and just went. Right. Next thing I know, it was over. I'm like, damn, that's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's always always fun to, to revisit that. So, but I am very much looking forward to this month being the Avengers Four trailer day because I can't wait anymore, Mike. I'm tired of waiting <laughs> for this thing. Like it's it's driving me crazy. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So a couple weeks ago, we picked three dates we thought this could be. Uh, I think it was. November like 18th uh, or, or maybe the 19th, the 26th or the 2nd. So right now the rumored trailer is to debut actually with Monday Night Football instead of uh, like a Good Morning America or Jimmy Kimmel on mm-hmm. November 26th or December 2nd. The 26th, uh, I think, is Monday Night Football and the 2nd's a game of some kind. So um, I, I don't those... want to wait that long, Chris. <laughs> I know. I don't either. I want to talk about this at Thanksgiving because this is all I have to talk about. I can't can't contribute to any other conversation it's not yeah well what else am i going to talk about like how your kids are doing no i want to know how tom holland's doing i want to know how robert downey jr's doing i want to know how chris evans doing <laughs> yeah we got we got our our family in this movie we don't know what that was going to happen to them we got to know what's up um 
and, and I'm tired of people asking, hey, when are you going to have kids? I'm not. I'm going to have more Marvel movies. That's what I'm going to These are my children, my Blu-rays. Look at them. <laughs> Behold. Um, so, I, 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 again, these are all rumors. We don't know. It could drop tomorrow, and I would be so happy. But worst oh case God. scenario, looks like December 2nd. Oh, my right? God. I mean, this is holding true to what Feige said. We would have it before the end of the year, but I wasn't expecting December, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm still I'm holding true that we're going to see it before Spider-Man's trailer this year, which will come with Into the Spider-Verse. So. Man, that's going to be such a weird teaser trailer, too. Because I mean, we've already talked about how do you advertise for uh, Far From Home, since the character is like, technically dead uh, in the universe right now. Yep. But how do, you, how do you supposedly cut you know three to four trailers plus TV spots for Infinity War Part 2 when all of these characters are supposed to be dead? So it's like, is it just going to be a bunch of cryptic teaser trailers because they know we're going to go see this movie no matter what? Are they going to show us maybe more uh, cosmic new characters we haven't seen before? Maybe we'll see some Thanos baddies and they'll just highlight the characters that are left. Um, I don't I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be a weird next, like, what, six, six months uh, until? Yes, at least six months. Um, yeah. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of the people who did not get a lot of screen time. Like, we didn't get hardly any Captain America or Black Widow screen time in, in Infinity War, mm-hmm. um, if you watch it. I think we're going to see a lot more of them. Uh, again, they are alive. And um, Ant-Man and Hawkeye, I think those are going to be our big four. We're going to see a lot mm-hmm. of these trailers. So um, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to take a look at this. One of the rumored things also was the music for this trailer uh, being a, a song... Um, a remix of a song called Dust and Light. I forget what it was called now, uh, the new name of it. Um, I'm going to pull it up here. It's called uh, Nevermore, is what it was, rumored to be. And 12 Titans did a lot of the music for um, the uh, Hobbit movies, the the newer ones. So uh, it was just like a remix of one of those songs. I'm like, oh, I don't really believe that, that they would take a, move, a song from uh, the Hobbit movies and put it in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds pretty good. song sounds really good. And Dust and Light is really kind of on the nose for Avengers if you if yeah seen it, so. I would love to know the vernacular that they used uh, when they were putting the the movie together because everybody started saying dusted you know is that what they said when they were in production like uh, what does the script say you know uh-huh. um, I I know I just learned this recently but once a um once a movie is uh, nominated for an Academy Award, I don't know if it's necessarily just the screenplay category or if it's maybe any movie technically, but those scripts become uh, available online to read. So it would be interesting to read through like the last couple pages of the Infinity War script and see if they say, do they turn to dust? Do they say particles? Do they say just fade away? And then the special effects team just interpret it, it to dust. I, I want to know those little intricacies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm going to – there's a website that has movie scripts, but I don't – it's just the dialogue. It doesn't have any of the other stuff. That's dumb. Um, yeah, because I'd like to know that as well. And with the, like we talked about before the show started, the artwork of Infinity War is coming out, with like, like all mm-hmm. the concept art and all the background art, stuff that never came to light. Um, it's coming out uh, this week. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I think we're going to start seeing some more of this stuff. But knowing how many fake scripts are out there for Infinity <laughs> War and the other one, so. Yeah. Who knows which one is. is they all probably said different things. Uh, lastly, we have the uh, December cover for Empire. Uh, it's more of a recap of the this year's biggest movies, uh, mm-hmm. the review of 2018. However, I can't help but think if 
there's I think there's two Avengers covers actually. There's this one and one with Thanos, um, and some of the team on it. Like if this is coming out in December, we should have our trailer to go along with this. You think <laughs> yeah, so? that that's one thing that I didn't like when I saw this cover earlier this week. I thought it was a cl- a clever, uh, neat idea to kind of just do that stark white, you know, really reminiscent of the end of the film. But then I looked up in the corner, I was like, December? No! Because they're probably trying to coordinate this whole media effort where this magazine comes out along with the trailer and then probably like the first uh, poster and maybe like some set screenshots or like some official like character looks. It seems like they're going to do this whole bum rush at the beginning of December uh, and not November. So I was like, no, why do I have to wait this long to remember that Empire magazine exists? <laughs> well, I think I think I think um, there's two things to walk away with this. I think again that this is more of all the movies of 2018 and not just this because there are multiple covers for this magazine. Um, so there's that. But also they didn't use the stupid Photoshop to triangle effect for the the dusting on the the word Empire. They actually look like oh, they took yeah. it from the movie. So <laughs> yeah, that was nice of them. It's kind of interesting to see an official kind of promotional material that shows the gauntlet with all the stones on it. You know, for the longest time, we have just been seeing like, you know, some stones here or there and not the full collection. So mm. yeah, there you go, buddy. Should have aimed for the head. Should have aimed for the head. I just like the like the comic book snap sound on there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so like like you said, it's like the white stark contrast background. But like that yellow text is like, oh, yeah, it's a comic book movie, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's that'd a be a lifestyle. sweet. That'd be a sweet poster if you just kind of like maybe replaced Empire with anything else. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, get that for like maybe there's like those websites that personalize things. Get your name dusted above. Oh above the snap. yeah, I mean that's like a that's like a social media app away from infecting my timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or you know, I mean, uh, go to like one of those personalizedcreations.com and get one made for your family today, where they all get yeah. dusted. Uh, there you go. So sentimental. Dust your family this yes. holiday season. Yeah. Do you like them or not? doesn't matter. Get them dusted. Deadpool 2, the PG-13 version coming out in December. Uh, apparently Ryan Reynolds filmed new scenes for the re-release. They're not just using old cutting. Oh. Everything's not Chris, old. Chris, I just – I don't know if I can bring myself to fall for this. Like I know, I know what people are saying. They're trying to say, well, if Ryan Reynolds wanted to do this, it must be good. He wouldn't just go for the cash grab. Hey, they're filming new stuff. But I don't know. It just honestly, it does feel like a cash grab. The only thing that's kind of exciting about it to me is it feels like something that hasn't been done before on the big screen, like re-releasing it with like new stuff on it. But maybe if it was still rated R, I'd feel a little bit more excited. But Mike fell for I, this with the, the uh, what is it, Batman v Superman. Yes, exactly. But I mean, at least Deadpool 2 was a good movie. Um, the only thing that really kind of like uh, kind of really digs into my side that someone mentioned uh, online this week, like it does just kind of feel like something that would just be on the Blu-ray, you know? It feels mm-hmm. like something you could have just bought and watched in your own home, but now they're trying to get you in the theater. I personally think that this is just Fox executives trying to goose the numbers before uh, Disney cans them so they can get one big paycheck before they're kicked to the curb. That kind of what it feels like to me. I don't. I don't know if that's what it is, but uh, Chris, I don't know if I'm going to see this movie. I don't know. I'm probably going to see it. What am I kidding? I think I'm going to wait on this one. We have too many movies coming out that day. Into the Spider Verse, Aquaman. I'm going to have to go watch Mary Poppins. Well, this comes out on the same weekend as Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to see this on the weekend it comes out. Then I'm going to go see Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, again, in Aquaman, like this. This is more probably like 
you know, when it comes out on digital like a month later rather than like four months later because they've already <laughs> got the whole movie out there. You know, no, it's really funny. I like the idea that they made this PG-13 so more younger kids could go to it. But what they don't realize is all the younger kids are going to go buy, buy tickets to Spider-Man and just sneak into this Deadpool movie anyway. So you didn't even need to make it PG-13 because you're not they're not going to pay for the ticket anyway. <laughs> oh, I, my assumption is there's something there that they, they thought they're, that they've done that's creative with this and we just don't know what it is yet. You know uh, what I need to do is I, I this is on my list of shame movies that I've never seen, but I'm gonna have to watch Princess Bride because they're they're supposed to be riffing off possibly that idea of somebody telling a story to their kid. So maybe I should watch Princess Bride before I see Deadpool two. I'm not gonna get the reference. You've already you've already no you've seen that parodied dozens of times since the 80s. You you understand exactly what's going on. Like it's just someone's telling a story. I mean, even didn't the Neverending Story do that as well? It's been like a decades yeah. since I've seen that. Either movie, way, so I don't someone's know reading the story and the movie's actually inside. I think Iron Man three is the same way. I mean, y- you've got it, you've got it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. This is not a watch for me either. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, this. I, I fell for X Men Days of Future Past, the Rogue Cut, and never again. <laughs> never. I again. forgot about the Rogue Cut. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So nope, not again. Won't won't fall for that, Fox. You got me once. The Spawn movie, uh, Todd McFarlane, the, the creator of Spawn, who says he wants to write and direct this next movie, even though I don't think he has any experience doing any of those things, uh, he says he's open to releasing the movie on streaming services, which means probably not getting looking very good from a studio <laughs> release right now in, in Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, okay, is Todd McFarlane being like an open guy to technology and the way things are moving? Because uh, I know recently uh, Netflix just put out a movie, or maybe it's coming out soon, called Roma. It's kind of like an art, art house movie, I believe. I think it's like black and white. And I think Alfonso Cuaron, Cuaron possibly. Yeah. yeah, I think he made the film. So people are saying that it could be like a Best Picture winner. So Netflix could finally get its like Best Picture film. Like It could finally put its stake in the sand and say, hey, we make award-winning movies, not just slock that nobody watches, film-wise, not series-wise, obviously. Yeah. So maybe Tom, Todd McFarlane's like, yeah, I'd like to be in that club. But also, <laughs> it could be the much more cynical side of things where it's like, it do, there doesn't seem to be a lot of financial buzz around my movie. Uh, so I guess if a streaming service wants to buy it, that'll be okay. But also, I think maybe what he's looking for is control uh, since he did create the character and he wants to do everything himself. Like yeah, Netflix maybe. or a streaming service would be like, yeah, do whatever you want. Just let us have the movie. We'll buy the movie cheap and put it on our thing for you mm-hmm. so people will watch it. Um, and I think that's probably what what it boils down to. But, I mean, didn't Annihilation also release on Netflix first? Uh, it was like a, this weird thing where it was something that they bought after it was supposed to come out in theaters or something like that. So it's not exactly a, a full stream, stream pipeline of uh, the film. Um, but with this movie, it could make a little sense. It's supposed to be a little bit more um, – dark and gritty and like in the alleys and in the streets and spawn is just kind of in the periphery uh-huh. and the corners of like the frame so maybe that, that worked for venom <laughs> but maybe that would be okay on like a, a smaller screen i don't know yeah, i wouldn't feel as ripped off probably <laughs> i wouldn't feel as ripped off there you go that's their selling point yeah right <laughs> does it offend anybody well, half of them put it out we're good <laughs> Game of Thrones is coming to an end next year, Mike. And they're already looking for their replacement show, which is a prequel taking place thousands of years beforehand. 
And a little backdrop for you there. Thank you. I appreciate it. It got really <laughs> epic as I was getting to the news part. Uh, they've made their first step in that prequel that has no title or release date and have cast Naomi Watts in the lead for this prequel series. Um, apparently she's supposed to be some sort of like high class sociolite who sees beyond the normal. I, I don't know something weird, but I mean, it looks like they have to find their next big thing because what does HBO have after Game of Thrones is done? Yeah, I, I have a strong suspicion that this is just going to kind of turn into a possibly Better Call Saul or maybe a Fear the Walking Dead type of situation where you're, if you want to be like a real completionist, I guess you can go ahead and watch this stuff, but I don't think you're really going to have to. Uh, no umbrage mm. to Better Call Saul because I actually hear that's a really phenomenally good series. So, but it's uh, way Fear, different than Breaking Bad was. So, yeah, and Fear the Walking Dead, I did not. I stopped watching it because I didn't like it because they were just retreading the exact same stuff that the Walking Dead did. So uh, maybe Game of Thrones can mix it up a little bit. I think R.R. Um, R. Martin said that it's going to be like titled like The Long Night or something like that. Um, so uh, you know, they said it's going to be a prequel series, so maybe some fun stuff can be going on there. But I cannot keep up. With the family lineage, who's related to who, what stretches back in time. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler if you haven't gotten around to the Game of Thrones yet, but there are some scenes in the series where they show you kind of like a generation or two back. And then it's just like, I don't know who these characters are. I don't know who's related to what. It's like like Lord of the Rings. All their names are (laughs) the same. I'll just wait until the topless woman does some exposition and tell me what I'm supposed to know. The classic sex position, if you will. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm really going to go all in on it. But I saw some news recently that the fight – apparently, like, the the final battle in this last season of Game of Thrones is just supposed to be on such a gigantic scale that we haven't seen before in the series – uh, so, I mean, I feel like once I kind of go through all of that insanity of the last scenes of Game of Thrones, I think I'll just like wipe my hands and I'll be like, all right, that's good. I think I've handled all the Game of Thrones I can. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think, um, to this is going to be way, like, I don't think they're going to tie into Game of Thrones weirdly with this one. And maybe cause there's like, I think there's up to five spinoffs being developed right now. For, for Game of Thrones, because they have nothing else going for, for them in HBO. I like Westworld, but they took way too long to get between seasons. Um, but there, This very much feels reminiscent of Battlestar Galactica's Caprica show. I don't know if you're familiar or if you watch Battlestar Galactica. I actually, I, I have heard of those two shows before. I haven't watched any of them, but I didn't know Caprica was a spinoff of Battlestar. It is. So, uh, Battlestar Galactica ended, and then Caprica um, had one season... Uh, and it was a prequel set 60 years before the series, like before all like the robots took over and did all the stuff and put sure. them on the run. So yeah, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. So if either way, it's, it's, it was a prequel that only lasted one season because it just, nobody cared because they didn't have the characters they really cared about in the show. Yeah. So, and I'm so, I'm so sensitive to prequel itis in general. Like I, my brain just always wants to move forward with a story. Like no matter how compelling, who you hire to act, you know, who's writing it, whatever budget you are. Just the fact that I know it's a prequel, I'm already kind of kind of like half in, half out, not really quite on the boat because it's like, I, I know eventually where this is going to go. So, yeah, I kind of... I, I, I think I think we got really burned with the Star Wars prequels. Um, <laughs> because, again, at the end of the, the third one, it, the last 20 minutes of that movie is just shuffling pieces around like... You have to be on this planet. You have to be here. You have to be here because that's where the next movie picks up. 
Like, mm-hmm. who cares about the 20 years in between? You're already there. Just wait there for 20 yeah. years. Yeah, and the I next mean, movie starts. And they were toying around with the idea of possibly, like, a, a Hunger Games, like, prequel. And it's just like, well, I know eventually everything just turns to shit. So mm-hmm. why am I looking forward to all of our heroes just being sad once they're all div- divvied up into, like, districts or whatever? I don't know. However, in that regard, the Harry Potter, you know, the Fantastic Beast prequels are kind of interesting because they don't have a lot of the characters we know. Um, I mean, at least they kind of changed up the scenery and it's not necessarily like a dystopian world. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the big, I'm not the biggest fantastic beast guy. So I don't know if I'm one to talk. I'm not either, but this new one looks really cool. Um, maybe because maybe they'll actually start doing some magic uh, and not just worried about where these beasts were. You know where they were, Mike? They were in the case. I'm going to tell you that every time those fantastic (laughs) beasts were in the case. I could tell you that the movie's over. Go home. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, Game of Thrones, working on the prequel. The Witcher uh, on Netflix cast Henry Cavill, um, also known as Superman, previously known as <laughs> Superman, as far as we know, uh, as the character Geralt of or Geralt from The Witcher. I don't know. I didn't play these games. I haven't read these books. I have no strong desire either way. Um, there's just something that doesn't sit right with Henry Cavill with gray hair on his head right now. <laughs> I will. I will agree. I saw like the little teaser that they put out on social media, and I was like, uh, "I mean, okay, this something feels a little uneasy here." But at the same time, like since I finally saw Mission Impossible Fallout last week, I loved Henry Cavill. In mm-hmm. That that was so much fun watching him just be able to have fun and just like really like just kind of almost feel like be himself outside of like uh, the just the button upped like top collar super tight tied like clark kent superman so i think henry cavill could do it uh so this is a netflix series right that is correct so the only thing i know about the witcher is i know it's a series of games and then somewhat recently within the last year or two they came out with a new game right uh, they put out games all the time, or, or it's like expansions. Yeah, I think uh, the most recent version of The Witcher was like really uh, it's th- highly I think praised. Three. Yeah, it's, I think I, it's yeah, The I Witcher think it, 3. Yeah, people really liked it in the video game community. And I don't play a whole lot of games, but I do do my best to keep up with the news. So yeah, everybody loved The Witcher game that came out. So uh, this maybe could be a way to possibly turn a video game into a uh, a positive well, live screen so, adaptation. So actually, The Witcher is a book series started in 1993. Um, oh, it didn't start as a video game. It, nope, it did not. It started as wow. a book, and there are, I think three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight books currently right now written by a Polish writer. Um, they sold over 33 million copies. Um, this is a very popular book, um, and uh, I think the series is actually following the book better than the game is. I think the game make some adjustments from the books and I think this series is following the book better um, so uh, I think that's the way it's going to go I, I think this is a good look I, I thought this was a Halloween costume reveal from, from Henry Cavill <laughs> when it came out because it was Halloween week right Like I thought that's yeah. what it was I think we just got to get used to his uh, dynamic changing uh, uh, role yeah. because he, he embodied the visual look of Superman so strong but Superman himself when he was drawn is such like the 
atypical, just like boilerplate, just kind of like white dude. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird watching um, Henry Cavill embody that so perfectly visually. So seeing him go to like really long white, almost like hippie hair and like some sort of like um, medieval times get up. It's just, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a shock to the, to the eyes. And but Henry look- Cavill is a big get for Netflix. I mean, like. Can I? I'm trying to think of like another Netflix series that has that like top tier, like A plus grade, con like act, actor. Well, I you know. think um, House of Cards did for a while before Kevin yeah, Spacey but, did but himself even, in. But even Kevin Spacey was kind of like not old, but I mean he had kind of been out there for a while. He, I don't think he was at Henry Cavill's level when he started House of Cards, right. in my opinion. Right. So this is this is a big. I mean. This is the streaming service wars, baby. These are the people shelling out the big bucks. I mean, um, uh, Sandra Bullock uh, just had a, a series come out on Amazon this weekend, uh, if, I, if I remember right. She was the one in um, in uh, Ocean's Eleven, right, Sandra Bullock? Or am I yeah. thinking of someone else? You're thinking Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Yeah, she has <laughs> Yeah. Even better. <laughs> so Julia Roberts has uh, had a series just drop on Amazon uh, this weekend. Uh, we all know, um, you know, what Netflix is trying to do. Disney's going crazy with all their Marvel stuff. Well, Amazon's we, got, you know, uh, was it um, not Game of Thrones? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings in the works. Yeah, it, it is. It, we are in. We are in the the beginning of the streaming wars. And um, Henry Cavill is a great, great get. He looks apart if you compare it to the 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 video game version. But he looks yeah. the video game version looks much older. So I think that's just my. I don't know. I need to see it in action. <laughs> this picture's not doing me any justice. Lastly, Halo. I love me some Halo, Mike. You know this. Uh, this is, this is my, go. my go-to Here game. we go. Let me know about your beloved Halo series and how I'm never going to understand it. It's cool. You don't have to. The TV show on Showtime will actually revolve around the Master Chief character, which is the main okay. character, thankfully, because I hate it when they make like him the ancillary character and focus on like humans whose lives were affected by the Spartans. It's That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, they've started casting these characters actually right now, and um, they actually have said they may show his face on the TV show if they need to. Uh, <laughs> in that regard, now Carl I... Urban, Carl Urban. <laughs> no, no, he was in Doom, and I don't want that to happen to my Halo. So, <laughs> if you remember the Doom movie, but anyway, the Halo is coming around. Uh, I think they're going to try to launch it with the next Halo game called Halo Infinite. And on that regard, for Halo Infinite. Halo 5 was the last Halo game rated, uh, it was rated T for teen instead of mature. Uh-huh. Infinite may go back to the mature rating I was reading today as well. So I think there's going to be like a big Halo, um, I guess, like we talked about the marketing push that they're doing for kind of Infinity War, like between magazines and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. a TV show on Showtime, the games coming out, all this new stuff. Uh, you get to see the Master Chief's face probably in both of them. They'll probably pick the actor and then model it after that in the game as well. So, yeah. Well, they're um, definitely going to have to do a lot of marketing because at least for me, a lay person, when it comes to Halo, somebody that's just kind of dipped in and out of the series and is not connected to like the novels or the greater overarching story, uh, yeah, if a new game came out, they're really going to have to remind me why I like Halo. I'm not trying to compare it to the quality of James Cameron's Avatar's films, but I, stu- but I get a similar feeling where like 
two giant mega properties that haven't kind of been seen in a while, you know? So uh, I think Halo might do a better job coming back than Avatar will. Uh, but yeah, I want to see the character's face. Uh, if you're, They're probably going to have to cast somebody that has some name recognition to get some to get people to subscribe to Showtime, you know, to watch a Halo series. So uh, they're going to have to show that famous person's face a little bit. My, my assumption is it's going to debut on Showtime. And then like if you have an Xbox or something, you'll probably get it on there later. Uh, like a week oh, or two later. That, that's actually not a bad idea. So um, I, I think I think that they'll do some push like that. What um, I don't have it in here, but the Avatar you were talking about, like the four titles might have been linked. I thought you meant the Avatar, the Netflix show, <laughs> not the Avatar, the upcoming four James Cameron movies that may or may not be in production. We we will never know. Yeah, I don't remember the titles off of the top of my head, but I think the takeaway is they're not numbered. They kind of just seem to be uh, standalone names kind of like how captain america's movies were named like civil war and like winter soldier uh, the second one uh i guess the next avatar movie had like um a water name to it like the the water that's why i thought it was like or something like that avatar like the last airbender and <laughs> gotcha. not not the actual yeah. like um avatar movies i'm like what yeah. what avatar movies what are, yeah. they, what are they talking about <laughs> it lends a little credence to the to the leaks too mm-hmm. because everyone was already assuming that this next movie was going to deal with a lot of water since james cameron is an undersea explorer on planet earth so i guess he would want to bring that to his fictional pandora if you will yeah so the, i don't the know way, it's gonna the be way so of water it's what, what you know way. you know what i need these movies to come out already because i've been itching to rewatch avatar for such a long time because it's going to be a really interesting experience of i'd only ever seen the movie once and i saw it when in imax 3d when imax 3d was still a brand new spanking thing so i want to rewatch it to see what i remember how it connects to all of like the uh the internet uh memes that have been out there for the longest time which i think avatar actually might have came before like memes were really a thing so it never even really got memeified too much so well so uh, well so what what's going to be beauty about this is actually within what like 12 months it'll be 10 years since it came out so if you can hold out one more year mike you can watch it on its 10th anniversary (laughs) well i think the whole plant I think the whole plan was is we were going to go going to do a special like spoiler cast review for the first Avatar movie uh, oh, before the next one comes out. No, we gotta okay. because like I gotta know. If, I've been kind of like trashing on Avatar for a while, not because the I thought the movie was necessarily bad, as I think it's just way too late to reboot the franchise. It's just. Uh, Cameron, we're over it. You know, you gotta you gotta move on to something else. Go make some Terminator movies. I don't know well, what you're gonna do. Well, uh, so I think I will do that on one condition. You have okay. to watch. Avatar: The Last Airbender live action movie with me oh doing spoiler cast on before your TV show comes out. A double Avatar spoiler cast. Oh, I don't know if I could put myself through that, Chris. Well, I don't <laughs> think I can put myself through the. Other. I would do it for you if you would do it before your Netflix live action shows come. All out. All right, Chris, you got a deal. All right, there at, we le- go. at least at least my at least my doom is a little bit more delayed since it takes longer to develop a series. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and, and uh, <laughs> again, I'm going to mark this up as a real Sophie's choice here. Uh, no one's really winning. Uh, no, no, what, no matter what we do there so, you go but yeah that's that's our news for the week mike um a pretty good pretty good week pretty light week but yeah we we somehow managed to, to stretch it out here so um if people want to know what you're up to want to follow you where can do that well they can follow me at mike royer design on twitter and instagram and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I don't want to boast, but I feel like I've been I've been had I had some good tweets this week <laughs> and you know if you if you want to see some grade A tweeting comedy Follow me at Mike Royer Design. Chris, 
What about you? If you're making funny jokes out there on social media, where can they find you? Well, I don't know if I would go that far. I usually make them on the podcast or in real life until people tell me to shut up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to, I think, PlayStation. My PlayStation is like Valdan87 as well, maybe 1987. I don't know. been playing a lot of games lately this week, trying to unwind while it's now dark. Where I'm, I'm at. It's 5 o'clock and it's dark, Mike. Like That's what I'm going through right now in this extra hour. Like, <laughs> I can't take it. Uh, you also have a comic UI, and um, I also need to plug um, the Louisville Supercon at the end of this month, November, I think, 30th and December 1st. Uh, be down here in Louisville. We've got a lot of people lined up. If you've never been to a comic con, you want to go to like a medium-sized one, I think this is a good opportunity. Uh, I'll be there covering the show for us and uh, so on and so forth if people want to know more about Superhero Slate and some of our other stuff maybe our Venom review it's been getting some downloads where can people find that at well as always all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com that's the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show if you're not already subscribed and you can go there to get our awesome show notes so if you want to see that little Witcher preview that we just talked about that Empire Magazine cover um, if you want to see the little Teen Titans Go sneak peek we put all that in our show notes we have it all nice and itemized for you uh, no ads no pop ups just uh, just the, the best straightforward information right into your ocular nerves so <laughs> SuperheroSlate.com you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram. And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. The holidays are coming around, so who knows? Maybe you got a friend in the family uh, that likes uh, listening to the podcast. Get them a t-shirt. That'd be yeah. pretty rad, wouldn't it? Um, if you're a fan of the show, we love hearing from you. You can drop us a comment on the YouTube videos. You can shoot us a tweet. You can do lots of things to reach out to us. We love hearing from you. We want to know what you think. Do you like James Cameron Avatar movie? When's the last time you saw it? If you saw it recently, let me know what you thought about it. And if I should look forward to watching it again, who knows? Um, and I'm not going to plug my superhero slate super fan cult this week. Because I feel like we have better we have better things to plug on the horizon, and that is to vote. Get out and vote. If you're in the United States of America on Tuesday, midterm elections usually aren't that exciting, uh, but they're they're really important. Voter turnout is low, so make sure you get to your polls, get your little I voted sticker, and post it on social media because that's something that is okay to brag about that you voted. You're exercising your civic duty. And if you're like our um, if you're like our fill-in host uh, Mitch, who has an Australian accent that's maybe not in the country, maybe you can consider the super fan cult that I'm putting together. Uh, um, and I'll, I'll plug that again next week. I'll get back around to it. We'll see if our Lord and Savior coming from the planet Earth will save all of the Superhero Slate superfans. So if you want to be a Superhero Slate superfan, prepare yourself, get that I Voted sticker, and uh, we'll be here next week. That's right. This is November. It's a month to be thankful. I'm thankful Mike somehow manages to find a new way to plug this cult every <laughs> week. i got to save some souls, Chris. Your creativity never ceases to amaze me, Mike. <laughs> so we'll catch you guys next week. See you then. All right. Bye, everybody. Vote. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I like to keep it um, ambiguous of what we do anyway. It kind of makes it more entertaining.